This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Dumpster Diving. It's our first Dumpster Diving since we've been back. And we've got a treat for you, right, Mike? Yeah, this is an extra specialty long <laughs> dumpster dive. It's the, uh, I don't know what year this movie came out in, um, but it's the uh, Adam Sandler joint click. 2003, I want to say? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, um, I'm... 2006. What I was, oh, okay. That all makes sense then. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I, I'm like, oh, I'll give this movie a chance for some reason. It was on Netflix, and it still is as far as I know. And uh, I don't know why I couldn't turn it off, but it was just very, very not a good movie. It's it's a very bad. So you famously love That's My Boy. Uh, as, we've, as we've discovered, we've done an audio commentary for That's My Boy, and uh, I think we've talked about it a little bit on the show. Uh, but this one is not your cup of tea. So what... Uh, for those of you that don't that don't know, the plot of Click is that uh, Adam Sandler goes to the beyond part of Bed Bath and Beyond. Very clever there, and which I think is a joke from an uh, Onion uh, headline like twenty years ago. Right? Oh, it really is. You know, that does not surprise me at all. <laughs> but uh, he um, he he gets a remote from uh, Christopher Walken that control Universal remote that controls his entire universe. Uh, so he can, I mean, I had this idea, not, not like, you know, this exact movie, but I think every one of us at some point in our age group where remote controls were sort of ubiquitous were, you know, like, Hey, what if we had a remote control that could really like, you know, lower someone's volume that we didn't want to listen to or, or pause, you know, life for everybody else, but us and fast forward and rewind. And that's basically what it does. Um, but for some reason, like a TiVo, I guess it uh, it learns his habits uh, even after only one time <laughs> of doing something, and says, "Oh, well, you want to do this every single time?" Then obviously, uh, and then it it just does it on its own for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the plot of the movie, and then he learns a lesson. It's a spin on the dad works too much. Uh, and he doesn't see my swim meet and my acting and my play and stuff like that. I, he doesn't. He spends too much time at work and not enough time at home. So it's a, it's a spin on that, which is you know a cliche basically at this point. Uh, but that's kind of what the movie is. So Mike, what what is it that you don't that you don't like about the movie? Uh, this whole thing is a mess. Like from the very opening parts. Um, like for example, Adam Sandler is like a young uh, architect trying to make it. He's like forty five in this movie. How, how is he? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I mean, he's clearly at his second career if he's like a young, up and coming uh, architect. Right. He didn't. Um, make something. It, he didn't make it as a uh, professional golfer, apparently, or hockey player, or, or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. What, what's odd here is his boss is played by David Hasselhoff, and um, this made me realize uh, I don't know why more people don't hire David Hasselhoff. He's he's really good at this. He is. I I I really do enjoy him in this movie. I mean, I've never really. I mean, I've seen Baby. You watched that uh, age, right? Um, and I think when I was really little, I liked Knight Rider, but I think I liked the toys more. But yeah, I don't know why he's not in more things. He's 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 really good as like a uh, you know an asshole boss. Yeah, absolutely. He plays a very good asshole. 
<laughs> yeah. No, no. I was the asshole. <laughs> um. So I have uh, a. I don't know how to describe this. Um, but I have a unique relation, not relationship, but like thought on this movie, I guess. Um, I, I don't think this movie's funny almost at all. I I don't think there's one joke that I laughed, that I laughed at in this movie. I think it was more bewildered than anything else by it. It was just a very weird movie. Like it's, it, 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 there's no internal consistency to the logic of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you said, like it's like, oh, it, it learns your habits, but then if it's automating everything, then is that really his habits? I mean, you're, like you said, you're basing it off of like one day is like his entire life, and like what happens in the movie is he like skips ahead. Mm-hmm. So like he'll like, like oh, he's like he's like I'll do this until I get that big promotion, but you know instead of a month, it's like a year, and you know that kind of shit happens throughout the entire movie. There's like big jumps in time. The part that was really weird to me is, uh, among others, is that he goes to uh, Christopher Walken. Did we mention that he plays the uh, guy who sells him the remote? Yeah, I think I mentioned it. Yeah, but I mean, and then it, he goes, "Oh, I'm the devil." He's like, "What? This makes no <laughs> sense at all." Like he suddenly, the it's suddenly like, "Oh, let's make it like that Twilight Zone show." Like halfway through it, like they're they don't really understand because they realize it doesn't make any fucking sense why this like weirdo and like a portal and like Bed Bath and Beyond like has this magic like the device is magic. That's all. It's not it, for right. all intents and purposes. It's it's a magic wand. Yes, ex- exactly. He, to be fair, he's the angel of death. That's right, the angel of death. Yeah. My apologies. But yeah, it was, and it was weird because, um, for like for example, his wife. Uh, I never, I never seen her in a movie before. I'm like, oh, she's very attractive. I guess that's uh, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, it is. I know. I was, I was taken aback too because she, she looks good in this movie. Shouldn't have her a uh, fucking hand, you know, uh, arm deep in a fucking vampire, or was she the wolf? No, I yeah, I think she was. I've never seen those. I don't know. I, I haven't seen them either, but I think she's one of. I I think. She but now I kind of want to. Right. Yeah, but uh, so. With the sound off. I have to admit that for some reason I kind of like this movie. Really, it's it's a really be- it's like the cliche of cliches. I mean, you know, it's like it, it's the movie. Oh, is it called Remote Control with John Hughes? Yes. Yes. Oh, that was largely a vehicle for a parody, I believe. Or it's like Hot, hot Tub Time Machine. That's, mm-hmm. It's almost exactly Hot Tub Time Machine. But yeah. they go forward into the back. Well, I think they go forward in hot, hot Tub Time Machine, too. But that's not as good of a Hot Tub Time Machine-related uh, vehicle. Like, I I, uh, I freely admit that this is a bad movie. Uh, but for some reason... Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, That's My Boy is a very bad movie. But for some reason, I like it. I don't know why. And I'm definitely in the minority. Because, I, I mean, I looked up the Rotten Tomato score. I looked up uh, a lot of the reviews. Most people uh, think this movie's terrible. I think I just saw it uh, at a certain period in my life or time in my life where it was like, this was kind of like the last gasp of Adam Sandler. This is basically sort of like the, the gateway of him beginning to do all the the like cliche stuff that he does and a lot of the bad movies that he does after this. And there's a lot of... There's a lot of his staples. So, like, product placement, obviously, Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, I noticed some other... I wish I would have taken notes. Subway is a common one. I don't know if it was in this one or not. Yeah, and I think Coca-Cola or something like that, because uh, most of these movies are made by Sony, and Sony owns Coca-Cola. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's uh, a lot of potty humor in it that, uh, you know, and, and like bizarre sexual humor like he's talking about how hot this chick is and everything that his brother that his uh, son is posing with 
And uh, his son's like, yeah, it's your daughter. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of like that stuff that becomes cliche in a lot of Sandler movies. But it's like it's kind of the first time I saw it, I guess. So it wasn't as egregious to me as it as it later became. But I don't know why. There's just something about the movie that like the forced sentimentality works in a weird way. And when he's. When Adam Sandler's like playing the serious parts where he's not trying to be funny, he, I think he's decent in the movie. Um, but like I said, the the movie doesn't make me laugh at all. It's not a com- it's not a comedy in any way. Yeah, it's a very I, I don't really understand the movie. I mean, it's I mean I mean like Adam Sandler movies even today are like a fucking coin flip. I mean, mm-hmm. like you know. The first couple were pretty good, the thir- and then it started to kind of fall apart. But then every so often he'll release a movie that I really like. The other movie that I really liked, um, oh, actually that was David Sp- <laughs> David Spade the Do Over. Like I thought that oh, would yeah. be really bad, but that was actually I-, I liked that one. Oh yeah, he is in that one. That's correct. I forgot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean it's very hit or miss, and it's mostly miss, and it's just like like I I think I mentioned before that yeah I know he was like Oscar like you know buzz about that uh uncut hidden gems, gems hidden yeah. gems or yeah uncut gems whatever it was called yeah. Um, when he was like upset, he was. I mean, he has to do like fifty Citizen Kane's to get back in the fucking positive, you know. Like, <laughs> right. You know, the legacy like award for like being like, well, he was in Malcolm X, so we'll give him an award for you know Training Day. That's the most famous one I know of. Right. I would get have to be like, well, he did do uh, you know Citizen Kane one through ten, and each one got better than the last one. So <laughs> I get here, and we'll see about a legacy down the line. I mean, he just has he. I, I don't. He does. He, he just is, I guess people like watching him for some reason, because I, I feel that this movie was written, like like I said, halfway through the movie, like, oh yeah, Angel of Death, or whatever it was mm-hmm. they had, you know? Yeah, the, it's, it's I can't argue with, with anything you're saying, like, a lot of it, it's very, like you said, it's very inconsistent, um, I've never understood the whole, like, he skips one sickness, one cold, and... Uh, from that point on, the remote control is like, oh, you always want to skip anytime you're sick, even when you're in a coma for years. You know, it's right. like makes no sense at all. Um, well, I wouldn't want to miss that. But I guess I guess the whole point is that he chooses work over his family. And then at the end of the movie, like at the end of the movie, he die, like he dies. He says goodbye to every to his family members. Um uh, uh, Sean Astin's in this movie for some reason wearing a speedo. Like yeah, he's a sexy guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. John Astin's pudgy little son is the sex symbol in this movie. Um, but for but anyway, the Angel of Death, uh, Christopher Walken decides to maybe maybe this is actually a sequel to the Prophecy movies. <laughs> It's it's where where the brain goes to die. Oh my god! So I think he played the angel of death in those movies too. He did. Oh my god. Oh, um, <laughs> but uh, so he he for some reason, and I don't. I guess this whole time it's supposed to be a test or or a lesson or something like that. He lets him go back in time to you know when he first got the control. And, and make the right decisions. Basically, like, he's showing him the folly of his ways and everything. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's, like, it it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, he's the angel of death. Like, why is, why is he doing this? Like, his job is to ferry people from life to the afterlife. Why is he, like, 
It, it, it reminds me of an amalgamation of a bunch of different movies. So, like, I don't know if you ever saw The Family Man with Nicolas Cage, where... Um, I think I did, yeah. Isn't that where he's like a tire salesman? He's like, but what if I was a businessman? <laughs> right. Actually, it's the other way around. He's this super successful businessman. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Was... And I remember Don Cheadle's in it at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Don Cheadle's the angel in that one. But it's He's like... the, um, the magical black guy that was in the 90s and uh, 2000s movies where, uh, you know, an African-American man has all the wisdom and he's possibly a uh, ghost. Yeah. He's some kind of angel, I think. But uh, he um, he stereotypically meets him because Don Cheadle's trying to turn in a lottery ticket that he claims is, oh. <laughs> is legitimate. But uh, the the racist guy behind the counter, the Arabic guy, says, "No, it's not. It's not. It's a fake. You know, and whatever." <laughs> but yeah, so the the story of that movie is Nicolas Cage is a super successful businessman. But what if he was married to Tia Leone? You know, <laughs> like so. I feel that if you were a super successful businessman, you could get many Taylioni. Yeah, that's that's my my guess as well. But so it, it's like it's kind of like that, and it's kind of like Hook, the <laughs> the, uh, the Robin Williams Peter Pan movie, where he's uh, you know he's too much wrapped up in his in his work life, and then he realizes what it's like to you know to be with his kids and and all this stuff. Uh, that's that's sort of those two movies. That's what I think of when I, when you know, I think of it. You know, I just realized the world's missing. They need the opposite. We're like a, uh, a, a poor guy like has like an alternate life where he's like a rich guy. And he's, like, he's like, yeah, fuck yeah. He just like, you know, changes his mind so quickly. You know? He just, just abandons his family and kids. He's like, well, I guess kids are part of the family, but yeah, he's like, fuck this. And he's like, just like, just dies within like a month because he's just being so extreme. The angel's like, but, but you don't, don't you see that, uh, you know, you became the successful thing that you wanted to, but look at all the people you've heard along the way and stuff. I don't fucking care. They're fucking losers. I'm on a Lam- I'm in a Lamborghini. <laughs> he's just doing coke off of a hooker while he's driving his Lamborghini. Right. Oh, that'd be great. And, and Martin, then of course, Martin Scorsese directs it. And of course, it turns out to be the devil all the time. And like, uh, you get like the hand over the mouth as the, uh, the end comes on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who is the devil played by? Martin Lawrence, I would think. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, wait. Since it's, a, since it's a devil, it's got to be a white guy. Right. I think that's how that works. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Jack Nicholson? Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Or or, or bring uh, bring Gene Hackman out of retirement. No, no. You have to use a computer-generated image of uh, Roy Orbison. There you go. Just remember how, like, uh, actually, you know, just make it even more offensive. Like, uh, you remember how, like, uh, Back, like when they'd have like uh, Humphrey Bogart and like uh, vacuum commercials and that kind of stuff. <laughs> yes, everybody was like upset about it. Just like find like somebody who's really religious. Just have to be like the devil in the movie. Oh my just, god, just you can find it somehow. Yeah, who free, who free would, publicity? Who would be the like Bing Crosby or somebody like that? Like somebody like famously very Catholic. Um, the last pope before John Paul. Oh, god. <laughs> The, Wait, the before, most recent, before, you the mean, most freshly dead pope. Okay, that's that'd be John Paul the Second. Oh, that guy's dead. That's the most freshly dead pope. Uh, was pope, that the was that the one before the evil one? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he died. The evil one is still alive. Uh, oh, I know he's still alive. Yeah, uh, a lot of people don't talk about that, but yeah, popes don't normally retire. But that's how bad this uh, Pope Benedict was, is that uh, he retired. I mean, 
he can is, be as discreet as the actual pope, so uh, he retired to pursue his interests. Right. He was a Nazi youth, and that's maybe the least disturbing thing about him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, you know, just, just so you know. Uh, but yeah, so Benedict's still alive. Uh, pope John Paul II is the most freshly dead pope. So yes, he can play the devil in this movie. There we go. Oh, that's the best. All right, we wrote a movie. We wrote All a right. movie that's better than Click. Well, that's not saying much. <laughs> what, what will we call this movie? Life in the Fast Lane? Oh, that'd be good. Because we could and use we'll, that song. We'll also use that song. Yep, the song. <laughs> <laughs> Just hit it right on the head. <laughs> That'll be the trailer. The trailer will be Life in the Fast Lane. It'll just. Completely summarize. In fact, I think it only needs to be a trailer. I don't think we need anything beyond that. No, yeah, we can just do a trailer. I've actually thought about. And we'll just spoil the ending in the, at the end of the trailer. <laughs> we'll have a picture of. Pope. Was that was that the Pope? Pope Jump all the second, and his eyes are just glowing red. But can you get a picture with his hand over his mouth? Oh my god! I feel that part's very important. Oh, um, you know, I I meant to tell you, I've. Uh, I've had, I'm having like an idea of what I want to, what I kind of want to, what I want to do as far as like expansion and video stuff goes. Um, and don't worry, uh, it it won't, <laughs> it won't involve uh, you having to do any more work. But what I'm what I'm thinking, well, what I'm because, thinking about uh, doing, although you could do, we could do extra stuff too, a little bit sometimes. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but what I'm thinking about doing is starting a YouTube channel for uh, just for the podcast and. Uh, basically taking audio clips of different shows that we do, kind of like I did before, but lo- longer than more longer form. Uh, and I'm more, gonna... more longer form. <laughs> and very good English too. Um, Wait a second, did the most recent Pope write this for you? <laughs> but I have I have uh, a new editing per- editing software where I can make a little bit better videos than I was making before. So I'm thinking about doing that, just taking se- segments from the show, and then. Wow, a little bit better. Can you really deliver on that? <laughs> it's a tall order, but I'm gonna try. So maybe that's your company slogan: a little bit better. So maybe one of the first things I'll do is make that trailer for Life in the Fast Lane. <laughs> so check that out in the next few days uh, on YouTube. Uh, if I make the channel. Tonight or tomorrow, I will. Uh, I'll link it in the description of this below. Yeah, you know, let me know. That sounds fun. But like yeah, all sorts of trailers coming your way. But I was thinking that we could also just kind of talk about like whatever. You know, we could uh, we could just record something like a small little like ten minute thing or whatever where we're talking about. I don't know some news story or something that like you know uh, you know that interests us, and then I could, the coronavirus, and then I could make a video about yeah. We could do a we could do a, a humorous video about the coronavirus. Yeah, probably not. Oh, Corona! The Corona Corona beer is down forty percent. I think they're stopped. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, I mean, whatever you think that you know, humanity is like uh, you know going to be going places. Look at shit like that. Yep. Because you have two people involved in that people who are dumb enough to think it's the same thing, and then the other people who are anticipating that people are dumb enough to uh, think it's the same thing. Exactly. Oh, I don't want Corona, no. Like, well, a bunch of fucking idiots are going to confuse us with the virus, so I better, you know, sell off my stock and uh, create a, a panic. 
It's kind of like when, uh, I don't know, well, our, our audience is probably too young to remember this, but in the late 70s, early 80s, there was a candy called AIDS. <laughs> it was uh, for it was sugar-free candy for diabetic people, but it was called AIDS candy. Yeah, I've seen the commercials on like YouTube. Obviously, I was too young for it to act, you know to actually be aware of it. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, but then AIDS actually happened. So you know, it's it's unfortunate. Jeez, I don't think we can go one podcast without bringing up AIDS. <laughs> I think people who had AIDS would speak about it less than we do. <laughs> we do. We do talk about AIDS, nine eleven, and Nazis a lot. Yeah, off the air, you talk about the Jews like way more than I'm comfortable with. Well, yeah, off air. But I mean, and the way you say you're like the it's the hard it's the hard J. It's a hard E. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jews. Speaking of AIDS, I just uh, had a recollection of a horrifying story from my youth. Yeah. When I was younger, uh, like, I don't know, I was probably like 10. No, I had to be less than 10. I was probably eight. Um, my dad and my brother went up to like, the local school mm-hmm. and we were like riding our bikes because we were still learning. So I was going on a loop and a loop and I fell and I skinned my knee really bad. Okay. And then luckily I found a uh, a piece of cloth on the ground. Oh, God. So uh, not being the germ-phobic I am now, that I, then I uh, picked it up <laughs> and put it on my knee. And the expression of horror on my father's face I was like, no! <laughs> like it was in I mean, slow only, motion. It really did see Like only, I can only really appreciate that as a parent. But it oh. was just like, at the time, like I can only imagine. Oh, my God. I think your wife uh, was here for was here for this story too, uh, I think. But uh, where I grew up, our next door neighbor apparently had some problems with drugs. And one time, I found a syringe on his front lawn, and I oh, no. I think she was, was he diabetic too. No, I think she was there. I think she was there for that as well. But um, I remember bringing it to my mom, and my mom was like, "Oh my god." And because, you know, who knows what kind of fucking diseases could be on it. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, I remember her saying something about AIDS. Like, do you never want to touch a needle? You know, there's AIDS out there and stuff like that. Um, ever how we didn't know this. I mean, didn't we ever watch a single episode of TV during the 80s? Like they all had their special. <laughs> yeah, kids were getting AIDS he's, all over. He's the got place. AIDS, but it's OK. <laughs> what was it we watched? Was it Alf for the kid had AIDS? Uh, no, it was. um. Wait, was it Alf? Small, was it, it might have been Small, small Wonder. Wonder. Yeah, I think it was Small Wonder, yeah. Oh, no, no, it wasn't. It was uh, Mr. Belvedere. That's right. That's right. Because Mr. Belvedere was really suspiciously knowledgeable. <laughs> yeah. He knew a lot about the AIDS crisis. He's like, it depends on the bathhouse. What, Mr. <laughs> Belvedere? Oh, my God. You know, speaking of the Jews, though. Oh. <laughs> I figured, I feel that Mr. Belvedere would put a doily over it if he did instead of a kind of... That makes sense. Yeah, that's more sophisticated. He's like a rod dog, some guy. <laughs> you remember Neil, uh, who we went to school with, right? For for some reason, you mean Neil Clements, C L E M E N T S? Yes, that's right. Yeah. For some reason, I don't remember why I did this, but you I, gave him AIDS. I made up a song about him, um, called "Neil Has AIDS." And I used to, I used to, I used to sing it to him, and he hated it so much. But like, I'd be in class, and I'd so I, Neil has AIDS, and he's gonna die. T cell counts below the number pi. 
And he turned and started reciting pie in, uh, in order. <laughs> Neil's got AIDS, and you know it's true. He could die from the common flu. Wow. I used to sing that to him. I have no idea why. <laughs> but uh, just for for the audience out there, uh, one time we asked Neil uh, if he knew what a blowjob was. <laughs> I was going to tell you to say this. <laughs> and Neil's response was, of course, I know what it is. And so he said, what is it? And he goes, it's when you pay for sex. And I think, Neil. I think he was 16 or 17 at the time. May have been 15, but yeah, it was definitely uh, where you should know what that is, or at least have watched movies about that. Right. Uh, oh, Maybe if you don't fucking jerk off your hamster all day, you'll uh, get out there and live your life. <laughs> Exactly. I have no idea what he's doing now. Remember when we tried to visit him in, at uh, Rochester College in New, upstate New York? Yeah, and he wasn't there. I mean, what the fuck was he doing? Studying, probably? Yeah. We saw his his dorm room door. <laughs> that's what we saw. So, Neil, if you're listening... And what's a harrowing this, message? Yeah, that's right. That's right. On his little whiteboard on the, uh, on the back of his uh, door. Oh. So, Neil, if you're listening to this, we tried to see you. And that's why we're so mad because you didn't even say hi. That was pre nine eleven, right? I think it was like ninety nine. Probably. Yeah, because we went through the border in, in Quebec. We're 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 coming back from Quebec because we went to to drink at a bar there because uh, the drinking age was eighteen. Yeah, it was ninety nine, and uh, the border guard coming back into the United States looks at us and goes, "You guys got any guns or anything?" And we go, I uh, know. And he's like, go ahead. Actually, I think that was going from uh, <coughs> the it was going from underneath Toronto back into the U.S. Oh yeah, because we, right. we went because we went back from Quebec. They like really like gave us like you know a hard time because they thought mm. we were drunk when uh, I, I didn't even drink at that time. So yeah, yeah, this was my we. I think it was fifteen bucks for a a band, and it was all you could drink. And Mike is, you know, no stranger to alcohol now. At the time, didn't drink at all. Do you ever look back on that and think, fuck, man, what a deal that I missed? Uh, no, I've, I've actually uh, stopped drinking. Oh, you have? Um, I haven't, yeah, I just kind of lost the taste for it. I mean, I've tried. I mean, I haven't, I'm not like, you know, um, never touching it again. Every so often mm. I'll drink like a beer, but I can never really finish it. It just doesn't, I, I just lost the taste for it. Oh, interesting. Now, liquor. <laughs> It really is quicker. Oh, well, that's click. <laughs> yeah, you might want to drink if you're watching click. Or maybe just give yourself a head injury. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Let us know what you think of the movie click. Uh, do you inexplicably like it for some weird reason like I do? Or And if you did like it, um, please stop selling your stock in Corona. It's not the same thing. <laughs> exactly. They just both mean crown. That's all. Oh, and eating Chinese food's fine. Don't worry about eating Chinese food. Chinese food in the United States isn't real Chinese food. Although, oddly enough, it's often made by real Chinese people. Yes, that's true. (laughs) Explain that one to me. I I don't get it. I mean, I guess technically then it is Chinese food, right? Or is it Chinese? Or are they they appropriating our culture and (laughs) copying our recipes? Yeah, I don't know. Uh... You know what they call Chinese food over there in China? <laughs> Go ahead. 
food. <laughs> I know he saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say it, and then I was like, nah, nah, he can say it. <laughs> oh, you, you let me take credit for that one, thanks. <laughs> All right, we should probably end this one. Yeah, all right. Well, that's click. Um, eh, you know, I've seen worse. Oh, um, Mike, I don't know if you're in for this or not. I mean, I think you've already watched it, and I'll definitely uh, watch it as well. But if you guys want to prepare for next week, I think we're going to do Showgirls 2. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, my wife and I watched it over the weekend, and I have never – It you need to see it. I cannot even explain this movie. Like – if the ratings from zero to ten had a negative scale, it would definitely be way down on a below zero scale. It, it's it's a mess. The only place I know that you could get it is on Amazon. You have to rent it for like four dollars. It's it's worth it. Just just it, it's it just really it really does something. It affects your mind oddly because you don't even. It, it, I I still don't know if it's a parody or if it's supposed to be a comedy. I, I have no idea. All right. Well, I'll definitely check. Is it? Is it in the style of uh, Cruel Intentions too? Did you? Ever oh, see I, I yes, I did. I wish it were that good. It is not even close. <laughs> uh, I don't know how well you remember Showgirls One. Uh, a little bit. I remember a little bit about it. But remember her, a dance instructor. Um, I'm saying that even though it would be a much easier to say the black guy. I don't want to sound racist. <laughs> yes. Um, but he, he like he like got some woman pregnant or whatever you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this movie is starring, written by. Directed by that woman. Oh my god! Okay. And she, there's a surprisingly large amount of topless scenes featuring her from somebody who wrote the movie that she's starring in. All right, so she's an exhibitionist. Okay. I hope so, or or a complete idiot, and it's it could go either way. She's she sexually harassed herself to <laughs> to get the job. It's possible, yes. Oh, all right. So that would explain it. So check that out uh, if you want to for next week, and that's what we'll talk about. But uh, for now, we will see you next time. Bye. See you next time.